Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 or podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, uh, they take personally. Taking a little break from high school hoops this week. Kind of a different plan as I decided to catch up with the Mid-Michigan Laker basketball teams. Ooh, boy, they are rolling this year. Mid-Michigan women, 17-3. and Mid-Michigan men, 15-4 and when I was doing these interviews. Both of them right at the top of the conference in the NJCAA Division II Region 12. Yeah, it's kind of goofy, but Caleb House tries to break that down a little bit for us. Talk some playoff scenarios. Talk about their great starts to the season. Talk about some of the great youngsters they've got planned for them and why you got to go watch some mid-Michigan Lakers basketball. Let's get right into my interview with Coach House, Caleb House, the head coach, mid-Michigan men's Laker basketball team. Uh, 15 and 4. Unbelievable start for you guys. Talk, talk a little bit about that. And I think you said this is the best start you guys have had since you've been here. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just, you know, really proud of the, the the group of guys that we have here, the coaching staff. It's been a great season for us so far. I mean, we got a lot of basketball left to play, so we're not putting – um, you know, too much into it other than we're just proud of where we are right now. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it starts with the guys, you know, we've got a talented group, um, last year's guys, you know, we, we struggled a little bit. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a abnormally tough year wins and loss wise, but our guys stayed together. They fought through it. And a lot of those guys are actually cornerstones and big, big contributors on a team that turned it around. So I think it goes to those guys that came back. I think it goes to the guys that came in. We got a couple transfers, got a couple bounce backs, you know, names that you recognize. And um, so it starts with the players. Next, our coaching staff, Coach Ace, Coach Dyer, uh, and Coach Shunk, Coach Purvis, um, Coach TJ. It's just a great group of guys that are sacrificing so much of their life and their time to try to make this happen. So we're just excited to be where we are, and it's been a total uh, organizational effort. Yeah, and Jaden Sims has been the leading scorer for you guys. I mean, 21 a game in conference play. And when I look at the shooting percentages throughout the season, 51 from the field, 42 from three, 78 from the line. You know, they always talk in the NBA that 50, 40, 90. Mm-hmm. He's pretty darn close to 50, 40, 80. That, that's just really impressive. What's it like him having as the lead, having him as the leading scorer? Yeah, he's just really efficient, you know, and he's unselfish even though, um, yeah, he has to take some shots that that are maybe a little tougher for some for some guys that wouldn't get the same green light, but he is unselfish. And I think that rallies guys around him um, and everybody feeds off of when him, when he gets going, he hit six threes last night. And um, I think three of them were in about a three minute stretch and it just lit us up, you know? So he's just a, a electric player. Uh, we're thankful to have him both as a person and obviously those numbers don't lie. Yeah. So, <laughs> and where, where do you play high school ball at? He's from Toledo, Ohio. All right. Toledo, all right. Emmanuel Christian. Um, he's a transfer from uh, Siena Heights University. He was an all-conference freshman kid last year, and we're just really thankful that uh, we're able to get him into the program and through connections of uh, some former players, Arian Evans, a name you might um, recognize, yep. was a connection from Toledo, and those connections right. are, are important. And, and, and that's cool that those connections are happening there, too, that Ariane is able to point. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. all these kids that are on your team and the, the, the girls' basketball team, they were elite standouts most of the time at their high school programs mm-hmm. or were at a high school program that had several or other D1 players or something like that. And so they all relish this opportunity. And if nobody's came to watch this level of basketball, you've got to because it is intense. It is fast-paced. I always like a couple of years ago, but, well, what kind of offense do they run? 
Well, the type of offense you play on full court pressure defense because that's just what happens. You just got to go. There is some great one-on-one play, but there's also some great ball movement as well. It's just a terrific level of basketball. And two of the names that I did recognize, Satchel Love, Javel Lewis, two big guys you got down low, but you got a ton of big guys this year. Talk a little bit about those two. Talk a little bit about just the size you have overall this year. Yeah, I would say it's one of the first years, no offense to our previous players because they're wonderful guys, but it's one of the first years we passed what they what they say is the airport test. You know, if we walked through an yeah, airport, we, darn would, right. we would actually look like a college basketball yeah. team, you know? Um, and I, it's, it hadn't always been the case. Had some, like I said, some great guys and some tough kids and this group does pass that eye test. Uh, they are, we are, we have some size, we have some depth at our size, and it does start with um, Javel and Satchel, and then on and Nick Ellis as well, and some other guys, Tate. But Javel, I mean, you know, I could go on and on about Javel. You I know. could too. <laughs> you know, I said I was I had the pleasure of seeing him a couple of years ago, and he was that bounce back guy. He went to Northwood, did. got hurt, mm-hmm. didn't Medical necessarily maybe shirt. you know fit the program there. Everything mm-hmm. was able to come back here with that extra you know COVID year, we could mm-hmm. say. How much does that mean to you to have a kid like that, like all-American, 100% kid, lights up the room with a smile every time he walks into a place and just uh, after you guys lost by 40 points in a game, came up and shook myself and Jason Osberg's hand, thanked us for being there. That's mm-hmm. that's the type of kid he is right there. Mm-hmm. What's it mean to have a kid like that that maybe had some other choices, choose mid-Michigan? He 100% had other choices, and he had – um, better financial situations as well. And he made some sacrifices personally to come back here and serve this program again. I look at I mean, we're serving him. We're doing everything we can to get him to where he wants to get. But I, I also know that he's doing a lot for our program this year with the leadership, you know, the competition in practice. He He's elevated Satchel to another level this year as well. And, you know, stats, throw stats out, doesn't matter. Like, it's it's the stuff that's happening in practice. It's the stuff that's happening in the locker room. Um and he just impacts us, impacts winning, and there's no doubt his decision to come back here also pulled at my heartstrings a little bit because how much I care about him, and my boys are just thrilled. Carter and Coleman, my sons, are just thrilled to have Javel back for another year. So there's so many things we could say about him, but he is an elite uh, athlete, shot blocker, and person. So yeah, and he's doing a lot of good things. The, the numbers are there too. Twelve and ten, pretty much throughout the season. Shoots a good percentage. Can shoot the spot up three as well. He's okay from the free throw line. Like I said, somebody that uh, definitely, hopefully, have an, another chance to move on and play next year be. at oh, some yeah. other place. Oh, yeah, and, we're getting, we're fielding lots of phone calls. Yeah. So yeah. And, yeah, and for people, but six eight. Probably has a 40, 40 inch vertical. Like this kid is an elite <laughs> athlete. You put. You put him on any basketball court. Oh, he can fit on, yeah. across, across mission over at Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. I hope we can convince somebody <laughs> of that soon. Yeah, yeah. and uh, people don't know how the junior college postseason works. It's a little goofy. It's a little different. Obviously, you guys are 15-4, and four, doing great in conference. Same with the girls. You guys are in good shape. But getting, like you said, you were even you know, still trying to figure it all out. But tell people you know, kind of how that positioning works and where may you guys be headed if you know that. So this year, the, the conference split into, we added a few teams and we split into three divisions. So with the three divisions, um, we're still, there's a conference and there's also a region. And, the, and there's two conferences in the region. So we have Ohio, the Ohio uh, Community Colleges, as well as this MCCAA that we're in. And we have 24 teams in ours, and they have, I think, six or eight in theirs, whatever it is. So with all those teams, we get three bids to the national tournament. So the conference kind of had to try to come up with something to try to get our three bids organized for our for our region. So they used a little bit of our conference stuff to play into seeding. And what they came up with was three basic pods, 
and they put this, the number one seeds from the east, west, and north of our conference go into their own pod. And then the number one seed from Ohio joins the number one seed from the north. So I don't need to go into all of those details as far as what seed goes where, but basically the number one seeds kind of stay away from each other other than the Ohio number one seed. So right now, sitting where we are, we're 6-0. and Saturday is a huge game because we're playing the other team that's 6-0, and and the two of us have a three-game lead on the next teams in that. And who is that you play? Uh, Bay College out of Escanaba. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're and you talk about another team that's big and, and, and athletic. They actually, uh, on paper, we look a lot alike. We play a lot alike. So there's it's going to be a great matchup on Saturday. But um, just to kind of, you know, we're playing for to get into the tournament. You got to be in the top five to get to these pods of three. And then from there, the winner of those three tournaments go to the national tournament, which is the Sweet 16, essentially. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, the way it works, you got the NJCAA Division II mm-hmm. Region 12 is where you find those Correct. Michigan and Ohio teams. You guys get three to move on to the big national tournament. Like Correct. so, that's like I said, it's a little squirrely, but I want to get it out there to let people know how it works because think, you know, more and more, and I want to ask you about this crowds and stuff like that. I think more and more people are starting to pay attention to Mid Michigan Lakers basketball and Mid Michigan sports in general because it's a lot of local kids. Mm-hmm. It's uh. Very accessible, mm-hmm. and there is just, you know, a lot of – it's just all fun. It's just all great. And like I said, these kids are competing for a chance to move on to the next level in the passion that they bring and the intensity that they bring. It's pretty special. Absolutely, and I think, you, you know, you touched on it a bit earlier about our women's program. They're, you know, what are they, 15, 16-3, and three, right? 17-3. 17 17-3, and three. And three, thank you. And top of the conference on the, uh, on the women's side. So to have those our two programs at the top of the conference, I think, is, is pretty exciting for our athletic program. Um, you, you mentioned accessible. I mean, we're here most of the time at Maury Courts. I mean, the community sees us. We interact with the community constantly. Um, it's a lot of fun to have that interaction. So I think that brings some supporters and brings some energy to our program because of what they see in, yep. on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then the other side, you're already talking about it, moving guys on and getting guys out. And I don't know how many of you watched, you know, the the Last Chance You documentary on Netflix. But this is it. This is it. This I is mean, it right here. Yes. This is it. I mean, it, they, it's dramatic. It's beyond what we're, you know, it, it, it's a little bit much. Well, but, but it's the, the skill that you see oh, in yeah. that show is exactly what you see yep. out on the court here at Moore Courts. It's, you know, when, you, when we're in high school, you always talk about kids, you know, playing for their high school, this, that, and the other in. It is a little bit different here. All these kids are definitely playing for Mid-Michigan College. They're happy to be there, but all of them know they've got that shot. They've got that skill to get to the next level. So the amount of hard work and, like I said, intensity, I think is the one word that I want to continue to use when it comes to the games that you're going to see them in. We're recording this on Thursday, February 2nd. You guys are playing Saturday, February 4th against that Bay College. Big game. So if you got a chance, what time? The girls start at 12.30. You guys right at 1 and 3.30 or so? 1 and 3, yep. All right, all right. So come check them out. And then you guys home the next week. What do you guys got coming up? So we actually head out on the road quite a bit in February here. We do have a couple home games, uh, February 18th and 25th. But for for the most part, we're going to become some road warriors. So... Um, there's a lot on the line still. Yep, and you guys continue to win. You might be able to get a couple of those bubble postseason games at pod to five here mm-hmm. at you know Mid Michigan College, and that would be a big big deal. And maybe that's when you you know you get this old guy coming out there to maybe do a game or two or something like go. that. And one last thing I wanted I so. to ask you about, and uh, you know I try and get him to toot his horn a little bit. And I think he wants to be a little humble, but uh, the real basketball here in the Mid Michigan area. When I saw Lance last week at the Shepherd Claire. Uh, boys basketball game I says well so 
The Shepherd girls right now are 8-8, eight and eight, and they might be 8-9. and nine. They played Sanford uh, on the 31st, who's really good. But other than that, every Isabella County varsity team, girls and boys, had a winning record. Wow. And I think a lot of that has to do with Mr. Lance Manny and the real basketball that he's brought to the area. And you're somebody who can talk about it, you know. You, I joked that Lance and I weren't elite in high school. You might have been an elite enough player in high school to play on the – no, you yeah. So there was one travel team probably back in your day. You didn't even get a chance to play on it. How important is that for these local kids to be able to experience that travel ball, and how big is that for our local high school basketball scene? No, it's a great point, and it's been great. You know, I, uh, Lance worked with us a little bit before he moved down to Florida, and when I kind of we kind of got the vibe that he was coming back here and he was going to continue to work with his AAU and get it get it get it going. I mean, it was just like you know, green lights going off for me. I'm just thinking this is great. This is what we need. Somebody with this passion, this expertise. Uh, this energy and and kind of the swag that comes with um, putting together the travel basketball teams. My son and and I coached. My wife helped coach. We coached the fifth grade team last year in his program, and my son got opportunities I did not get through that. And there are so many kids that can say the same thing. Just speaking from my own personal family there, but I'm, I mean I think we're going to continue to see it. it'll help recruiting. It'll help our 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 uh, teams travel a little farther and focus a little more of this area on basketball and a little less on football baseball which we love those sports too but yep. you know we're, we're we're more well known and we make some deeper runs in those other sports in this area and so i think lance yep. is gonna have a big impact on us yeah the, the football travel there's some seven on seven mm-hmm. stuff but that you know that's just involves so many kids so many players that's not necessarily ever going to be there but Oh, man, growing up, how many friends did we have? Eight, nine, 10, 12 years old. They were going to Alabama to play in some Little League baseball tournament or something like that. And that's one of the reasons why you see state championships for a Mount Pleasant, a Shepherd, a Beale City, some of our local baseball schools. And I said this real basketball is going to translate to that in the future. And said basketball championships, very, very tough to come by. But... That's what we needed here in the area. Like I said, agree. I wanted to give you a chance. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get him to toot his horn. He just talks about how much of a pleasure it is, you know, to be here helping young kids and everything. And it's like, no, what you're doing's awesome. You're really growing. Like I said, basketball here in the mid-Michigan area, period. I don't think there's a better way to put it. Yeah, no, just to have someone that is fully committed to the one thing that, that he's committed to and put it in with his expertise. Like, it's just, we're just, we're really thankful to have him. That's for sure. And, and I'm glad to have him in the women's basketball program now. And we've had great coaches with Matt Rodenbo and JT Cleveland, but it's, it's great to have uh, Lance now. Yep. And I said, I asked him, I says, you and coach house ever run with the men? He said, well, every once in a while in the summer, and he <laughs> says, it goes okay, but the height hurts him a little bit. How's it work for you when you guys run with the, with the men's team? Yeah. So, um, I'm almost 40 now, so uh, <laughs> what I can still do is make a jump shot, and I make sure the guys know about it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, d- defending these guys is, is is another beast. Yeah, the only thing I talk smack about anymore is free throws because <laughs> that's all I've got. Coach House, thanks so much for joining me, man, and good luck to you guys Saturday, and good luck to you guys in the future. Midmish.edu, athletics, you can check out everything there or go to the NJCAA, and you can get so much information about the mid-basketball team. That's what was cool. You go to that coach's view, poof, there's all the stats right there if people want to know information about the mid-michigan lakers and people want to get involved with the program how do they get a hold of you coach yeah so our emails are on there but khouse1 at midmich.edu and then just coming out to maury courts if you if you step into maury courts you're probably going to run into me at some point <laughs> <laughs> all right coach house thanks so much take some time man thanks appreciate it in. another big big thanks to coach house taking some time to chat with me going to take a break here on spock sports show when we come back 
Talking with the Mid-Michigan Laker women's basketball coach Lance Manning. Also talking some more about that real basketball here in the Mid-Michigan area. It's Fox Sports Show presented by the Barbary Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcast presented by that Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. All of our high school sports come to you from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. It's great catch up with Coach House talking some mid-Michigan men's basketball. Now let's get into my interview with Lance Maney. You heard myself and Coach House talk about him a little bit. Him and I will talk some more of that real basketball, how it's benefiting mid-Michigan youngsters. In particular, right now I'm seeing it in the high school ranks, I feel like. And also taking a deep dive into that 17-3 and start. I'll Let's talk about his transition, coaching AAU, high school, and college basketball. Here's that interview with the Mid-Michigan Laker women's basketball coach, Lance Manny. Should I say Shepherd veteran, Lance? Is that a cheesy way to say it? Yeah, well, that sounds good. All right, all right. And you guys are off to a really good 17-3 and start. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely um, pleased with the way we started. We have a lot, a lot of talent, and I knew that coming in that I wasn't taking over, like, you know, a complete rebuild. They were 20-10 and 10 last year, and then some really talented pieces coming in both freshmen and transfers. So uh, we kind of hit the ground running. We ha- we have a, a tough schedule kind of preseason. Like all three of our losses were our ranked teams right now, the top 20. So um, I didn't feel bad about starting one and one or kind of some of those tough games early have kind of paid off for us because now we're undefeated in conference and continuing to improve. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And are you, you said you're not really surprised with the success at all. Are you surprised for you? And said, so we'll talk about the transition more. Are you surprised how easy it's been kind of moving up through the ranks, I guess, with college now, or is it kind of as a coach, as long as you stick to your principles, the same thing. Uh, I, I think it's, it feels good because I put a lot of work into like build myself up and, you know, try to be ready for that moment when it comes and just continue to become a better coach. When I started coaching, it was like, okay, I know what I experienced as a player, but there's so much more out there to learn. So when I started, I had that mindset, and that's definitely paid off for me. Just always try to be learning more things. How can I become a better coach? Just like you are as a player, you know, you watch yourself. What, what do I need to improve? Same thing. I view the tape. What could I have done differently? What could I have done better? So, um, I mean, I've been doing this for about 10 years passionately and just being obsessed with being a great basketball coach. So I'm proud of how far I've come and definitely not completely satisfied, but it's cool to – kind of move up in the game. 
And it's been cool to see you grow and get things growing here since you've been back from Florida. And the, the balance of this team, when I was looking at the stats, Visman, Braher, did I butcher that or did I get that one right? Brower. Brower, Griffin, Kaufman, Carlstrom, Moore, Nelson, they're all giving you 7 to 15 a game, Visman mm-hmm. leading the team. How dangerous does that make a team to have balance like that? Yeah, it's a lot of fun because, you know, if you got one or two punch options and everyone's just going to key on those, you know, a couple of players, but we're, we're just loaded. So it's fun that I just have to preach, you know, playing for each other, sharing the ball, be ready when it's your moment. Um, and the girls are bought into that. Every night it's someone else's night. Like we've had, I feel like, five different leading scores the last five games. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun to just to have that, that firepower and those options. Yeah, and I'm friends with you on Facebook, so I see some of the videos and stuff like that. If you guys having fun, I does that you know the the all those girls scoring the different points, the five different leading scores that speak to you know how tight this group is, the unselfishness, they all kind of get along thing. No, oh, it's definitely. I mean, team chemistry is going to show up on the court. So, and college basketball is a long season, six, seven, eight months. Like, you got to be able to find a way to make it fun because not everyone's just going to want to completely grind and compete and make it you know a war every day. So. Try to sprinkle in the team hangouts, the fun things, the the team bonding, and um, that's a great part about college basketball is getting to know people from different places, even if it's just you know different area from Michigan. Yep, and I got to give some love to one of our local girls, Olivia Nelson, who played at Beale City. Mm-hmm. 25 of 28 from the free throw line. So the only thing I can ever talk smack about anymore is free throws. I, I could still step out there and hit a few free throws, but uh, to see a girl shooting 89% from the line, how does that make you feel as a coach? It feels very good. I just know that's going in. <laughs> she barely ever misses a free throw. So she's a, yeah, she's a, a savvy player for, you know, a third year player. She's just super smart and she's an ultimate competitor. Yeah, and how much has her game grown? Because I don't know if you know, you know, she was at Beale City, and, mm-hmm. you know, this year Beale City's had a lot of success with some, you know, a young team, but she was there kind of a, a dry cupboard, as I say. She was on some teams that, you know, yeah. one win, two wins, three wins. How exciting for her is it to, to experience this type of success? Has she talked about that at all? Yeah, she she's a, a joker, so she would joke about losing a lot of games, and this year it's just been great because she's really, I mean, taking herself really seriously, understanding that this is her last season here, and, um, she's been great just playing in her role of just making big shots, being smart with the ball, being super tough on defense. She's basically like a coach. You know, she's been playing a lot a lot of minutes, um, and she's been huge for us. And now talk about your transition, transformation. You still do a ton of AAU coaching, but for people who don't know, you're coaching Shepherd basketball at the high school ranks the last couple of years. You've coached a number of different levels. Mm-hmm. You're now at college. You've coached boys, girls, men, women. You know, talk a little bit about that and how much maybe does coaching at those different levels help you all the way around? Yeah, it definitely helps. It's definitely a transition of different ages and different genders are motivated differently there. You can connect with them differently and like their motivation for playing the game is a little bit different. So as a coach, your job is to kind of put the competitive balance in the feel of every day at like an adequate level that maximizes what your team needs. So that was probably the biggest adjustment coming into this was how can I get them to respond in the right way without, you know, not being too much or too intimidating or too scary or too whatever, um, to maximize our potential. So that was definitely the one where I'd kind of review, like, was I too much today? Was I not enough? Um, but I mean, it's, it's like anything. If you, if your players are believing you have a good connection with you, they understand that you care about them as a person. Um, and you're trying to help them succeed, then they'll they'll listen and they'll buy in. Yeah, I always say they don't care what you say until they know you care. Yeah, exactly. You know, such a big thing there. And talk about coaching boys, girls. I always like to try and tell people now, 
I watch a lot of girls high school basketball and some of my, some of our buddies, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, girls high school. And I'm like, no, it's excellent. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. There's no one-on-one basketball. It's team play. They move the basketball. Great. The press is great. Some of the two, three zones that you see in girls high school hoops are just impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody girls, high school hoops, girls, college hoops, still a ton of fun to come watch. And in particular, this group you've got. Yeah. No, it's definitely frustrating when people don't give respect to like girls sports or girls basketball um, because they can play and they can play at a high level and they they can do everything that, that guys can do. Um, so I just kind of treat them the same way when it comes to X's and O's or the game and, you know, maximize what you got and we they can shoot the ball in a lot of cases better than you know most people yeah. so any of our buddies out there don't believe come show up to a practice <laughs> and you, you put them out there they'll learn yeah. they'll learn real darn quick and uh what are the, some of the big games you guys got coming up you guys are obviously in good position for the playoffs the postseason correct yeah, yeah we're six and zero in conference right now our last game through the first time in the conference is this saturday um but we have a two-game lead, but a lot of our games in the second half of the conference are away, so we're going to have to be a little bit of road warriors and, and kind of be tough with a target on our backs um, for the next you know month or so, so trying to build up and get ready for that. Yeah, but is there any team that the girls have talked to you about that's maybe a little bit of a rival, you know, one that they've got circled coming up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Muskegon and Grand Rapids uh, and even Delta were kind of like big ones coming in. We knew that they'd be strong. Um, those are our good programs every year and they're they're talking about their stories from last year which you know I do want to hear with the same time like it's a new year it's a new day like let's be different and I think we've kind of established that but yeah, they, they definitely, it means a little bit more, especially to the returners. Yep, and now I want to give you a chance to talk about your real basketball program. For people who don't know, talk about, you know, what that stands for, why it stands for, what it does. Yeah, so real basketball results earned, always learning. Um, I just wanted to make my training be something to, that could kind of symbolize everyone's basketball journey, but not um, – you have to put the work in, you got to be learning and it's going to be ups and downs, trials and tribulations. And, um, it's crazy cause it was just me training kids one-on-one and then it kind of blew up and we had a couple teams and we had 11 and now we had 17 teams last year and it's kind of grown into an entire, you know, mid Michigan program. Um, that's really cool and kind of exceeded my expectations cause there's so many families involved, so many players, coaches, um, people want to be a part of it. And so I'm just doing everything I can to make it continue to grow to what it can be to serve as many people as possible. Um, just cause I kind of felt like growing up in this area and moving away and coming back and visiting, I could just kind of felt like, ah, there should be more for basketball scene. Like it's just small towns. If we all, can we all get together and kind of get these kids competing and in really good training? And yeah, back when we were in high school, I think there was one team around and you and I were okay basketball players in high school but we were not elite enough to be on that team (laughs) but you and I would have definitely taken another opportunity to be on some team even if we went downstate and got our butts kicked together like you know we would have cherished that opportunity and so you're giving that opportunity to so many kids and I don't think you'll say it but I'll say it for you I think I'm already seeing the success right now when I saw you last week I said Every team in Isabella County right now, Shepherd girls are eight and eight. Everybody other than that has a winning record. And then you said, well, there's three kids on Montebello that are on yeah. real basketball too, and they are absolutely blowing up. And then Sanford Meridian was brought up to me the other day. They've got a bunch of real basketball girls as well. Yeah. I think we're already seeing the success transition. And the one thing that I really hope it, it does, and I think it will, is really give some postseason success. Because, you know, we have a mm-hmm. lot of teams go north, they do all right. But when you go south and you go up against some of that speed, mm-hmm. some of that athleticism, it 
becomes very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. But now, similar to playing in the Jack Pine Conference, well, if you've been in the AAU tournament, you know five or six of these kids on the team from Grand Rapids or wherever, yeah. and it's going to be just much easier. There's not going to be any intimidation for our local kids, is there? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, I can't go to a high school game or see any high school teams play without knowing a couple of the best players like that have at least trained with us or play with us. Um, and it's just it's extremely rewarding. And then the parents, when they reach out and say, you know, you helped so-and-so gain confidence or he's using these moves or these things he learned or AAU was great for him um, because the challenging, you know, learning experience are, are what's going to help them pay off. Yeah, but like I said, I think every local team I think of, there is a kid on there that's benefited from real basketball. And if people want to get involved in that, how do they follow you guys? Where do they find you guys? Yeah, so our website is real-basketball.com. Um, you can sign up to be like an email subscriber. I'll blast out an email once every two weeks and kind of say, here's what's going on. Uh, camps, clinics, you know, group training, one-on-one training, different leagues. We're trying to do as much as we can to put out programming, especially in the off season. Um, so March will be a big time for travel season starting up. Yeah, and a ton of the local high school coaches, JV coaches, you, you've got them involved in real basketball too. And so I'll say if you want to know more about it, I feel like if you go ask the JV, the varsity basketball coach for girls or boys, they're going to know about real basketball and be able to tell them a little bit more about it too, won't they? Yep, yep. yep. That's and- the cool thing is trying to help the coaches grow is because I'm, I'm kind of – some of the kids that have played for us are graduating, becoming one into coach. So that's really cool to see. And then – so now this year it's going to be trying to how can I help the coaches grow as much as possible and people that want to get into that line of work. What's it like watching a coach grow as opposed to a, a player grow now that you've been doing this for a few <laughs> years? Kind of a, kind of a curveball question here for you. Yeah, it's really cool because I just st- I still feel like the young guy that's trying to learn as much as possible. My college coach, I'm still looking to like a mentor, and and now some people are, are looking at me like that, and so it's just like it's a, a good responsibility, but at the same time you want to just try to be everything that you should be for them and, and help them as, in any way that you can. Yep, and uh, Easton Yunker, one of our boys, said he was a, a great basketball player at Beale City. Now he's coaching with you, too, like I said. Yeah. And he's somebody that there's not a ton of opportunities to, to coach around here. Now he's coaching JV basketball out in Beale City. He's coaching with you at mid. Yep. So if he wants to have some coaching in his future, he's going to have an awful lot of experience. Now, and the last thing, kind of a fun question that I kind of had to ask you, you and Coach House, you know, the mid guys, they're really good, too, 15 <laughs> and 4. But, you know, you guys get them out on the court. You ever teach them a lesson or two? Uh, we play for fun, for sure. I sometimes, especially in the offseason, I'll organize runs and play with the college guys. Yep. I can shoot the threes with the best on the mid guys. Got some, some size on them. They got a little little bit of size on you. Like I said, yeah. yeah, but when it comes to shooting the three, I, I don't think there's anybody that's going to really take you. Like I said, I'll brag about the free throws. You've got the free throws and the three-pointers still yeah. going for you, though. Yeah. Lance, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me, and thanks for what you're doing. Uh, Mid-Michigan girls, 17-3. and three. Like I said, real basketball, 17 local travel basketball teams available now. Something... To, when you and I were here in the early 2000s, it just wasn't available. And so thanks mm-hmm. thanks for doing that. I think it's going to continue to grow and be successful and continue to help our high school programs be very successful too. And that's that's one thing I don't think is ever going to happen around here. Some of the AAU around the country try and pull kids out of high schools. That's, that's something that's never going to happen here, is it? Yeah, no, exactly. Just trying to help the kids experience that higher level of talent and, you know, the best players that the big city kids get to see, see all the time. Yeah. All right, Lance, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Another big, big thank you to Lance Manny for taking some time to chat with me here on Spock Sports Show about the Mid-Michigan women, about real basketball. 
And again, if you're listening to this, the day I put it out, February 3rd, big game tomorrow, February 4th, as they take on Bay College. The women tip off at 1, the men tip off at 3. Coach here on the Mid-Michigan Laker basketball teams as they head towards the playoffs. We'll continue to talk with them about where they're going to be, who they're going to be playing, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Presented to you by the Barberry Law Firm here in Mount Pleasant. Every case they take, they take personally. Don't need to call some goofy 1-800 number to talk to somebody you don't know. If you've got a personal injury claim, car accident claim, or any need for a lawyer, give a call to the Barberry Law Firm here in Mount Pleasant. See you next week on Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.